Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. All right. Welcome back, guys. It's been a minute. Um, uh, Welcome back to the Savage Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Well, I mean, it's been a minute for us. I don't know. It hasn't really been a minute for everyone else. That's true. That's true. Because we did have a... It's been a minute since we've recorded. That's very true. And it's been a while since we've had a chat, Rose. I know. It's been so long. We're going to be catching up today, people. Yeah, this is... Daniel and I. This is our this is our catch-up moment. Because how long has it been? Like three weeks? I think it's been about three weeks. Maybe two weeks. No, almost three weeks. Yeah. Because I was away for two weeks. Uh, yeah, so... Ha- and then... Yeah. And then I was um, sick for the last week. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it seems to be a, a, a trend, Rose, that whenever you go travel, you get sick. So every time I just I don't understand what happens. I mean, I think probably because traveling does take a toll on your body. But this a hundred percent. But it's just so well, it's not funny. But like every time that you've been traveling lately, it's, like, it's because I'm jet lagged. Yeah, it's because I'm jet lagged. And then I'm like doing stuff. So I'm like lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like still going out and doing a bunch of stuff. So I'm like obviously going to be exhausted and I'm stressed. True. And Daniel, you'd be sick as well if you did the same thing. Okay. <laughs> hey, I seem to vividly, oh, I guess to be fair, you traveled from Canada. So I was going to say, I vividly remember. Yeah, it's both different going to when Malta. you travel from Europe to Europe. Yeah, true. That's very different, Daniel. You're not changing time zones. Okay. Don't be trying to equating those two things that don't equate. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, off to a great start. We're bickering already. <laughs> don't you love it oh gosh i miss this rose i'm kind of glad we didn't have three weeks we had three weeks without each other you know (laughs) (laughs) you needed that time off exactly now you can miss me again exactly well i needed that time to like mentally recuperate and like rebuild my own confidence um (laughs) after being shattered multiple times by you from the damage yeah (laughs) well goddamn well oh god i guess we've kind of alluded to it but rose are you allowed to speak a little bit about um where you've been the last kind of Oh my gosh, I am allowed to speak of it because I've been posting all about it on Instagram. That's true. I don't know why I said Um, that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been all over social media. That's true. I haven't actually mentioned it on this podcast though. So I was actually in Israel for uh, almost two weeks actually. And, um, yeah, I was mainly staying in, well, I was pretty much staying in Tel Aviv, but I did a little bit of traveling within Israel. I even went to Palestine, like the West banks. Oh my gosh. The stuff over there. Okay. Let me just tell you. Yeah. Break it down. Cause I've never, I've never even like been, well, I've never been there and I've never, I don't really know too much about the region either. If I'm honest. Do you know anything about the conflict, Daniel? Um, a little bit, but I'm just not that well versed. So I think maybe you should break it down for us. Oh God. Well, I mean, it's very complicated, so I don't really feel like I'll, I'll tell you what I think I know, but I also don't know. So the thing is, okay, first of all, the fact that I went there was Mm. already a source of controversy. 
Really? Like, I don't know if you've seen some of my my Instagram comments, but a lot of people had a problem with me going there. So basically I was sent there by a company Mm -hmm. called Vibe Israel. And so it was a free trip, but it wasn't, I wasn't paid to make content, but it was still a free trip nonetheless. So I think people had a problem with the fact that A, it was like a free trip and they thought that I was like promoting the Israeli um, government or something. I don't really know. Okay. Okay. It's very controversial. I see why people are upset about it because there's so much like conflict over there in terms of the land. People are fighting over who owns this land or who deserves to live in this land. And Mm. it comes from, you know, basically this is what I know. This is what I think I know. I'm so sorry if I get this wrong. Please do your own research. But basically... I was going to say, we should, we should put a disclaimer. From what I've learned. I was going to say, we, yes, should, we should put disclaimer. a little disclaimer <laughs> that we uh, aren't fully versed in this exact topic, but this is from like Rose's experience being there and what she kind of remembers from being there, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Another thing to note is that the trip was nothing political. Mm-hmm. It was not supposed to be about the government or anything. It was just a food, like a vegan food tour. Yeah. So I wasn't there to talk about politics or learn about politics at all. But because I stayed an extra, so I basically stayed with the tour for a week. And then I had an extra like almost week to yeah. like, you know, do my own thing. So, um, yeah. So the week that I was there with the tour was just food based, not talking about politics, just meeting people, local people there and eating vegan food, all of that great stuff. Um, but, uh, because of, you know, where I was, it, there was a bit of controversy. So basically from what I know after world war two, when like Jewish people were kind of obviously, you know, the whole horrific thing happened yeah. with Jewish people. Um, it was, Someone put forth the idea that they needed a land. They needed to go back to like the homeland so of the like Jewish a ref- people. A, not a refuge, but like a, a, what do you call it? Like a mm, sanctuary or a place of like, I don't know. Like returning to the homeland, okay. essentially. Yeah. Because I guess like 3,000 years ago, Jewish people did live in this land yeah. um, that was called probably something else at the time. Yeah. And basically they were like, they call this like Zionism, like returning to the homeland. So like taking all of these like Jewish people all over the world and like kind of sending them back into this homeland. So they created Mm. this land called Israel and oh my God, I'm so bad at this, but like, I don't know anything, but essentially this caused trouble because people already lived in this land called Palestine, I think. So when the Jewish people returned, a lot of people um, had to leave and yeah, a lot of people got displaced and... Uh, there's just a lot of conflict between the Palestinians mm. that, you know, that claim that the land, you know, they were just kind of like kicked out of their land. Yeah. And also, um, and then Israelis saying that this is like, you know, this was our land from the beginning. I don't know. Okay. It's very controversial. And, it's been going on and for then years, the more controversial it? thing it has been, it has been going on since basically that happened, I think in 1948 yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. And then, so I don't know. There was some wars going on there mm. and basically like Israel won some kind of war and that granted them like certain amounts of land. And then, but then there was parts of this land called the West Bank and Gaza. Yeah. Again, don't know much about it, but that's supposed to be like Palestinian land, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, not sure. <laughs> there's like three different. Okay, I learned so much. There's so much information. Yeah. Okay, there's three different like areas in this like West Bank and Gaza. This like area, yeah. and 
there's like area A, area B and area C. And I can't remember exactly what's what, but basically one of them is under complete Palestinian authority. One of them is like partial. One of them is Israeli authority, blah, 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 blah. And the controversial thing now is a lot of Israeli people are moving into the area that is supposed to be like Palestinian land. Oh my God, I'm going to piss people off from talking about this because I'm probably not saying this properly, but people are like moving into this land Mm. and then like, you know, creating like what's called Israeli settlements. Okay. And that's like, again, kicking more Palestinians out of the land and the Israeli government apparently isn't giving the Palestinians like the equal amount of resources. I don't know. It's Mm. so complicated. Um, there's just so much going on. But then on there. Israeli people say, yeah, Israeli people say that they're trying to make peace mm-hmm. and they're trying to, you know, come up with an agreement. And they're saying that Palestinians are the ones that don't want peace and they're not listening. So there's like a lot of like, you know, back and forth, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. It's very sad because yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like if everyone just sat down for a cup of tea, I'm sure we <laughs> could all just get along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or a glass of wine. I don't care. Exactly. I know. And it is frustrating because it's at the end of the day. And it, it is sad, like you said, because these are like everyday people that are just trying to live their lives. You know what I mean? Like in that region. Yeah. And like, you know, imagine like we're again, I think we're really blessed coming from Canada and stuff. Well, obviously, we got born in different countries, but moved to Canada, whatever else. But like we're kind of isolated from some of this stuff. But imagine if we were born and grew up in these kind of areas such as Israel, such as some of the parts of the Middle East and Africa and other places where there's a lot of political unrest and a lot of, you know, violence, a lot of, you know, all of this stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you, I guess you would have a different perspective and of life in general, you know, like it's pretty crazy and it's sad, right? Like for sure. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we're all, we're all just people, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know. Yeah. It's it. It's all like it's so much politics mm. and government and so many people that just live there. They just want to like, I don't know, live and be free and have a piece of land to themselves and, you know, have a good life. Exactly. And um, so, yeah. Anyway, I got a lot of hate for going to Israel because a lot of people think that Israeli government is, you know, doing a lot of harm to the Palestinians. Mm. And again, I don't know the full details, but at the end of the day, like what I want to say is I didn't go again. I didn't go as part of the Israeli government. I was not paid by the Israeli government. The company that I went with uh, does not get funded by the Israeli government. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was not a government funded tour. It was not political at all. And I think that that's the one thing I want to like, say you know it wasn't about politics yeah and maybe and maybe i might get some flack for this as well by saying this statement but i also think okay like let's say there's something going on with it i'm just i'm not going to use israel as an example but let's say there's a country a and there's like something going on with the government the government's a bit corrupt whatever else or there's like conflict or whatever else you have to remember like for example if i went to visit that country right it's not necessarily that mm-hmm. I'm going to like promote and say, you know, this country's X, Y, Z. But if you think about it, if, yeah. you, if you go there and you're like spending your money and you're, you're creating economies for the people that actually live there. Do you know what I mean as well? So I feel, yeah. I feel like in a, in a, in some ways, I mean, tourism, uh, tourism is another topic that we need to get into on another podcast because there's actually so many different, <laughs> like there was actually somebody commented on one of our YouTube videos, which we can talk about like in another podcast, but there's so many elements of tourism that, you know, good and bad, but I think, Oh, I saw that comment. Yeah. I thought it was really, really we could talk about that today if you want. Yeah. But I, mean, I haven't done enough research into it about the whole, like, cause some of it was about Airbnb. Damn it, Daniel. I know some of it was about Airbnb and stuff. 
And I feel like before I comment, because I have mixed, I have pros and cons for Airbnb as well, but I want to do a bit more research. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and how it's ruining local economies yeah. and local people can't rent. Yeah. Yeah. There's like that whole, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just saying like, even if there's a country that's having political unrest and you go there, like to, you know, experience the culture experience, you know, and think about the people, not the like people that are like the government officials and everything else. Think about the everyday people that are trying to make a living. Do you know what I mean? So like in, I know, I, I don't know. I can, I see two sides of the coin, but at the end of the day, like you said, you weren't funded by the government to go there to promote xyz you were there specifically by a company that's not affiliated with the government and for like more of a food kind of tour do you know so Mm -hmm. i don't know those are just my thoughts personally i think like yeah no i agree i agree i do get why people here's the thing i did not know about like i knew there was conflict i knew there was like some you know major situations going on and i also knew that i would get some like backlash because i've seen other vegan uh vegan youtubers and instagrammers go Mm. on this tour and they also got backlash so i just i knew i would get some but Mm. um i didn't know that i was going to get it to the extent that i did a lot of the comments were actually quite nice people were still understanding and not rude and they were just kind of like trying to like you know tell me what their opinion was which is totally fine and valid um But I think one of the things to play devil's advocate, I learned that they have this thing. There's this movement. It's called BDS, which is like it's called border. Oh, my God. What does it stand for? Borders, divestment and sanctions or something like that. Basically, what they're trying, what this movement is trying to do is like basically boycott Israel so that it pressures the Israeli government to like change their um, ways of going about this. Okay this whole conflict again i don't know enough about this and i haven't done enough research i don't know how i feel about boycotting an entire country because of the actions of the government once once again i don't like like you said like there are independent people that live in these countries that don't agree with the government first of all and they are just trying to live their lives and that's that was my experience Mm -hmm. when i went there people were not talking about politics and the government and like obviously they are aware of what's happening and obviously they might have different opinions Mm -hmm. to us but at the end of the day they're just you know making food you know providing for their family and exactly and just living their lives well like some perfect examples of that too is like there's been many times where in Canada, like I haven't agreed with government policy or certain parties getting elected or even especially a big one for me was living in the UK with the whole Brexit thing, just because, you Mm -hmm. know, technically a a small majority, like it was like 2%, uh, like 52 versus 48 or something like this. So a small majority voted for Brexit. There was a vast, you know, a huge amount of the country that wasn't in agreement that was, you know, just again, trying to live their lives. And they were like, whatever, the government's going to go through with this, but we have to still live in this country you know so we have to keep mm-hmm. you know I know that's a smaller example of like some things but it's just yeah it just goes to show you like there's you know there's so many people that live in a country that you're right are independent and trying to just live their lives have kids whatever families and all this kind of stuff and they might yeah. not agree at all with the government policy but they happen to live in that country and yeah that's where they're kind of you know and we we I think we forget sometimes like I mean, I always, I only notice it when I hear people from other countries about, for example, you say, oh, well, why don't they just move to another country? But actually for some countries, it's really hard for them to get visas and working places. So they're kind of like stuck in some ways in the country that they're born in, in, in some, in some instances. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, it's really, Israel is very interesting because mm. it's such a unique country and there it's. Yeah, there's two sides to this story. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of like 
random little documentaries on YouTube and stuff and reading up on it. It's yeah. so fascinating. And I also did a little tour to the West Bank on like a more political tour. Yeah. And that was really interesting too, because that showed kind of the other side of and actually explain what's happening with yeah. some of these people. Once again, like both sides are obviously biased in their own way and mm -hmm. it's hard to like, you know, so that's why it's hard for me to like form an opinion, especially course, based on the yeah. fact that I don't, I haven't experienced these things. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just sad. Like, why can't we all just get along, know, you know? It's hard. And again, like I said, I think we we are very fortunate to come from Canada. Like a pretty, we are. you know, we are pretty, and, and from Calgary especially, like a very kind of, you know, nice, sheltered little city, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> all of these things. So, yeah, it's hard. I know. It's, it's hard for us sometimes, I think, to relate, but we try to as best we can. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And learning more, you know, just yeah. talking to different people, mm -hmm. learning more, um, learning from different perspectives. Yeah. And like for me, honestly, visiting, visiting Israel and Palestine, all that stuff, it taught me so much more than I would have ever known if I didn't. Exactly. And at the end of the day, to me, that is like, that's valuable. And um, yeah, that's why that's why honestly, it's funny because I had a conversation with someone about this like today, I think, or what yesterday. And it literally, I was just talking about how, how important it is, I think, to travel, like personally, because up until yeah. I really started traveling, like I kind of had my, my views and ideologies about the world and everything else. But once I really started like traveling the world and going to places that, you know, are a little bit, you know, have a political unrest, have like stories and stuff, you learn so much more. And actually you become less ignorant to those issues because actually you don't watch it yeah. on the TV. You've been there. You've gone and had the tour. You've done the, you know, you've, you've experienced being there so I don't know I, that's why I'm such a huge advocate on traveling and you know seeing seeing what's out there exactly and like what you see in the news as well is so different from you know what you actually experience when you meet people that actually live in these places so well, you know a lot of people you know, without actually traveling, without going to places, they form a lot of opinions yeah. based on what they see in the news. And I think that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people did about Israel. Um, again, not saying, not taking any political sides or anything like that, but yeah. you know, it is a different experience when you actually go somewhere yeah. and see for yourself what's happening. Yeah. And you have to remember too, like the news is as, as unbiased as it tries to be, it still does have some biases. I think it's like newspapers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like really there's definitely some, some biases around that. So you have to kind of try to form your own opinions as well, which can be, which is why when you travel somewhere and really, you know, talk to the people and see what it's like, it's a different experience. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. Anyways, enough about me. How was your two weeks? Oh, gosh. What have you been doing? Oh, gosh. What haven't I been doing? My goodness. It's been a little bit crazy oh, over here. Oh, shit. Of course. It's always crazy with Daniel. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Let me just think. Let's see. When's the last time that we spoke? So basically in Spain right now, they have a, well, it's over now, but the last two weeks of February is carnivals week. So they have like all of these like big parties and Ooh. stuff. So, um, there's a really famous one in this region. It's in a city called Aguilas, which is right on the beach. So it was so funny. Me and my friend, we ended up somehow, she, my friend has this Spanish class and met a girl in her Spanish class. That's part of Erasmus. And I guess there was an er Erasmus yeah. bus, which is like the European exchange program, you know, like for like young kids, not young yeah. kids, but like 21, 22, whatever. For university kids. Yeah. So we ended up taking the bus with the Erasmus students. <laughs> oh my God. Are you 12? 
<laughs> so embarrassing. Well, it wasn't embarrassing, to be honest. It was what it was, you know? That is hilarious. Yeah. Did you make friends with the Erasmus kids? Uh, well, there was a few people that we made friends with. And then when we got to that, we kind of went with a group, like my friend, her friend that wasn't Erasmus, uh, part of Erasmus or whatever. So we yeah. kind of became friends with her and a few of her friends. But then we kind of all went off on our separate ways when we got to Carnival because there was just so much going on. There was like a parade and like food and like just oh my god that sounds so fun it was super fun like it was it was really cool i mean the cool thing is there's always like so much going on here like like next not next week i think it's the week after um there's like another like holiday or something special going on where there'll be a parade and like um oh i'm not sure if i if i told you i also did um a thing called I think we talked about I talked about it in a previous podcast that I was gonna go but I went with a bunch of the school teachers to this town called Humia which is like pretty far north of where I am right now but it um it's famous mm-hmm. for wine so they have this huge thing called Ruta Divino <laughs> where you can go and like sample like different types of wine from the region it was so good it was super fun oh my god yeah and then me and my friend ended up obviously getting super, super, there was a big group of us that went. We got super drunk, obviously, from drinking the wine. And then we came back to Murthia and ended up going out for like a night out. And I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Seriously, I'm living like a child right now. I need to like grow up. And when have you not lived like a child, Daniel? I know. I feel, I feel like when I come back to Calgary, I'm going to settle down, you know? But Daniel, can we talk about the fact that you might not want to come back to Calgary? Okay. Can we talk about that okay. for a second? Oh God. Okay, well wait, though Rose. There's This is a call out. This is a call out. I know. This is <laughs> <laughs> There has been some developments in this story, okay? Hang on, I need to have a sip of my coffee. Oh God. Do I need a sip of wine? Mm. <laughs> no. Okay. So, okay, originally so I've been having a like a mini freak out and I've been texting Rose about this like all the time. As I do. I always have these freaks. This outs. is very normal, by the way. Yeah. I always yes. I always will like I'm one of these people that, you know, even though I've done all these like cool stuff like backpacking and go living in London and living here now, before I do it, I like have a nervous breakdown and I like go back and forth and like <laughs> send Rose like 400 text messages. She probably is, at, is asleep and wakes up in the morning, looks at her phone and is like, oh God, Daniel, another one of Daniel's breakdowns. Um, <laughs> but um, basically the, the company that I'm with is called Conversa Spain and they do like um, teaching assistance in Spain. And basically they emailed us last week or this, no, it was last week where they basically told us we have to make a decision by March 5th and we have to pay this fee of like 300 euros or something like this um, to renew our contracts for next year. And I was like, oh God, like, do I want to renew my contract? Don't I want to, I might, do I want to go back to Calgary? Like I haven't really seen anything in Calgary. That's like really been, I mean, I'm coming back in the summer anyway, but I haven't seen like job wise, anything that's really like struck my interest. So I was like, okay, what do I do? And then I was like feeling so much pressure. So, um, finally I did apply for a renewal here in Spain. However, I did it through the government direct, so I didn't have to pay anything. And then interestingly, like, as this always seems to happen, I was like on LinkedIn and there's a couple jobs actually that I've seen in Calgary that were like, Ooh. yeah, like good ones that were like very similar. Cause I liked my job that I had in London. Like that's not really the reason why I left. I just didn't want to be in London anymore. Um, there was parts of the job. Oh, I, didn't. I didn't know you actually liked your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I wasn't like, I wasn't in love with it, but I didn't like hate it either. Um, yeah, but there was like some similar kind of job postings in Calgary recently, like within the last week that have just come up. And I was Ooh. like, of course, fuck my life, not fuck my life, but like, of course, why is it fuck your life? I know That's it's good. good. It's good. So I'm going to, um, apply for a few of those this weekend, actually, um, see what happens. 
And I'm also going to apply for the Spanish renewal and leave it up to fate. And if I don't get a job in Calgary, <laughs> then I come back to Spain. Win-win. No, no, that wasn't the plan, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> what was the that plan, That was not Rose? the plan. Please tell me the plan. Okay, the plan was, okay, so Daniel has to come back to Calgary anyway. So for, yeah. for the summer and until what, October? Yeah, October. Right, technically? Yeah. So this program that he's renewing potentially, that starts in October. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be back in Calgary for like a few months anyways. Yeah. So I told him that he should definitely apply for the program. Um, am I allowed to say this? Like... Yeah, I think so. Are you allowed to back out? Okay, whatever. Um. <laughs> it's fine. They're not going to listen to it, okay? They're not going to listen to this podcast. Okay. So basically, I told him that he should, yeah, apply for the program mm. and and then still come back to Calgary, look for jobs. And if he can't find a really good job that he wants, you know, that he wants to stay for, then he can go to Spain and do another year. But if he finds a great job during the time that he's here, mm-hmm. then he could just stay here. Yeah. That was the plan. But I mean, it wasn't just based on these two jobs that you found on LinkedIn. No, no I, oh my God, Rose, I know. Okay. But I just mean like, I'm also going to apply for those while I'm here and then also look for jobs when I'm back in Calgary. But you know, what are you going to, what? Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my friends though, like that lives in Calgary and she was saying like, I mean, I hope I would find something, but the market hasn't like, it's not like it's like drastically picked up. Like it's still harder to find a job there at the moment. What are you- Dude, it hasn't picked up at all. I- it's a piece of shit. Oh, God. <laughs> See, this scares me. because it- Actually, I don't know. I live in a little bubble. Yeah. So I See- don't really know what's going on. I mean, to be fair, all my friends have jobs. It's yeah. not like I have like a bunch of friends laying around doing nothing. Unemployed, yeah. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think, and plus with my experience, I think I would get something. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If only the if only the podcast was a full time thing, you know. God oh, g- <laughs> guys! D- by the way, if you want to donate to Daniel's funds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell everyone about this podcast. Ba- you know. Yeah, tell everyone, guys. We are here for you on your commute. Yes, we <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends, your family, your you know yeah. everyone. Pass the word. Yes, yeah, so we we try to make this a full time gig for Daniel. Okay, <laughs> so I don't have to go back to a regular job. <laughs> we're about we're about two thousand patrons away from this. This is this is so true. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, no, guys, we're joking. Yeah. This is like fun for us, anyway. Exactly. So even if it doesn't turn into anything, yeah. we are totally having a great time. Exactly. So it's, it's thank like you nice for all of all of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all the support so far. I mean. Like, yeah. And like you said, Rose, it's just like a fun little project, you know, <laughs> and we haven't, we have been having fun with it. So it's kind of like, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, we get to talk, mm-hmm. we get to catch up and, you know, I get to laugh at Daniel all yeah. I want. So you get to continually make fun of me and make my life a living. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> People are actually going to think I abuse you. It's okay. Well, it's not far from the truth. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing this with Rose if that was the case. Mm. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I don't know. I'm th- Anyways, I'm trying to think what else is like going on. I mean, other than me having this like freak out about what to do, like uh, it's just I miss Calgary. I and and obviously like my friends and family that are there. But then a big part of me, I'm uh-huh. like, I'm torn because I'm like, oh my god, like. I'm used to living like internationally now, like in London and Spain and all these places. And I'm going back to Calgary, which, you know, you know, isn't the most exciting of cities, you know? So I'm kind of nervous. I'm going to get. Okay. Yeah. Let's weigh out these pros and cons, Daniel. Okay. So 
First of all, let's ask our listeners and viewers to leave some comments below. What do you think Daniel should do? So here, <laughs> but first, let's 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 lay out the pros and cons. Okay. So one hand, right? Yeah. On one hand, you you know you want to live in Spain and you know have exciting siestas. No, not siestas. Fiestas. Yeah. And go to wine fests and go traveling easily. You're in Europe, mm -hmm. so you're doing that for another year. Yeah. I mean, which doesn't hurt. Yeah, true. Um, and would you would have a great time, good good weather. Yeah. Uh, you know, meeting new people, exciting stuff. Yeah. On the other hand, you come back home and even though it's not as exciting, mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm here. So True. plus like a thousand <laughs> points. Uh, <laughs> secondly, you could also potentially find maybe a job that you uh, there's a little bit more stability, yeah. a little bit more financial, you know, gain. I don't know yeah. how much you're making there, but I know you're you're working part time and stuff. Yeah, um, it's not a lot. <laughs> and you can, you know. It's, <laughs> and you can start building, you know, your your life and, yeah. you know, settle down. Oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, um, this is, this I is mean, the, this, is, this is literally the pros and cons mm -hmm. that I'm struggling with. Like the pro here is like, yeah, amazing weather. The weather here is amazing. Like it hasn't got below like 20 degrees here the whole winter. Like it's been mm -hmm. like today's like 25 yesterday. Like it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's a huge pro. And the pro is like, I'm in Europe, so it's easy to travel, everything else. I mean, I guess the big negative is obviously this isn't something, this isn't sustainable basically because like financially it's, you don't get paid a lot to do this. Like I'm working part-time, which mm -hmm. you get part-time salary. I mean, it's enough to make my rent and everything else, but like I'm not really saving and that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, I don't know. That's a big one where it's like, whereas if I came back to Calgary and got like a good job, like I would be more, I'd have more financial stability and I would, yeah. you know, um, and a big pro would be like being able to like recon not reconnect, but like be with all of my like really close friends that I've known for like years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And especially yeah, you, that's Roses. Why I thought that's why you wanted to leave London and it come is. back. You know, this you wanted, you wanted to re, you know, be with your close. Hold on. Are you okay there, Rose? You wanted to be with your close friends uh, and your family and all that shit. Yeah. What happened to that? No, huh? this is still... And you want to go back to Spain now? It's, huh? <laughs> it's still there, Rose. Okay, you know I'm an, 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 like the most indecisive person ever, and then I'll finally make a decision. Yes. So, I mean, either way, I'm coming back to Calgary in, some, in this summer, so it's just, you know, I kind of like... A big part of me is like... I think that I'm just going to stay in Calgary because I do kind of want to like, I'm getting to that age now where I do want to settle down and start like, you know, making a like little mm -hmm. life for myself and like getting maybe like not getting my own place, but like having my own place. That's like not a flat share necessarily. And like yeah. having my own like things. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, it's funny because a few years ago, I feel like you and I were like, you had this idea that you wanted to come back and settle down and buy a house. You were like obsessed with buying a house. Yeah, I You're was. like, I want to buy a house and settle down and have babies and all this <laughs> stuff. And you were very like into that idea. And then it's funny to see you now still in Europe and, you know, deciding whether or not you want to settle down or buy a place or get a place of your own. Yeah. And the thing is, it's honestly, don't overthink it because yeah. both decisions sound perfectly fine to me. Yeah. It just depends on what you value at that moment. Exactly. And 
Exactly. So I don't think that, you know, of course, there's also a value in settling down and maybe, you know, having a place and mm. having that kind of comfort of home. But there's also a value in it and in, you know, living somewhere exciting for another year. Yeah. And, you know, when are you going get, to get to do that again? You know, it's so true. And then I also think another another pro slash con that we didn't discuss is um, dating <laughs> life in Calgary. God damn. <laughs> Well, can we talk about your dating life right now? What's going on, Daniel? Oh, God. I just have nothing. Well, actually, to be fair, I have nothing really going on. Um, have you gone on any dates? I thought you were no, going to go on some dates. I know. I haven't been on a date for a while. I did go on a date like a, like a little while ago, like maybe a couple weeks. No, it was longer Ooh. than a couple weeks ago. And then I did really like that gym, the, one of my gym instructors, but I found out that he has a girlfriend, so that's a no-go. Ugh. Story of my oh, life. God. Well, remember that remember that episode that we did about how you apparently like to um <laughs> <laughs> about all the guys with girlfriends that um oh, you know that the summer like to, the summer of bisexuality. Know. That's what I called it. <laughs> yes. Was that our Patreon episode yeah, or was, was it was it public? No, it wasn't a public okay. episode. <laughs> so because some of those stories I don't want to delve into on the uh, public uh, domain. Mm. Um, yes. Patreon is for the, for the, you know, juicy stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that was the summer of bisexuality, which was a crazy summer, you know, it yeah. was one that I don't wish to revisit uh, anytime soon. So, um, oh, as soon as I found Daniels. out, obviously this guy has a girlfriend. I was like, okay, cool. Like good for him, you know, but it kind of made me sad because I was like, next, he, but he's so sweet and such a lovely guy, but you're right. You know, I'm like, okay, next. Well, who's next? But like, is he really sweet and such a lovely guy or does he just have nice apps and is he just very hot? <laughs> he has both rows because in the class, he'll like come up, okay, to, you Daniel. He'll come mm -hmm. up to you and be like, oh, like, how are you? And he's always like saying hi to me. And like, I don't know. He's just a really nice guy. He seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> and we have chats in the locker room sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. You probably blush so hard. You know, I do. <laughs> Oh my God. Daniel is such a little, um, you're like a little girl. I, oh my God. Can we tell the story about your spirit animal? Oh God. Why do we have to, is this the, is this going to be titled the embarrassing Daniel podcast episode? Because like <laughs> seriously Rose, okay. Summer, yes. summer of bisexuality. Uh, <laughs> and now can we talk about your spirit animals? Embarrassing stories of this my life. The story is so great. It is pretty it's funny. It's just so great. You have to tell it. Okay. I will tell a story of how I got, um, my spirit animal. So, <laughs> Basically, um, before I left for the UK, me and a couple of friends decided to go on a road trip across Canada. Um, we bought this old kind of like um, van that like this six seater van and there were six of us and like loaded it up with camping gear and just took off across the country. So at one of the campsites, we're all sitting around the campfire and one of the one of my friends was like, oh, it'd be really cool. Like we should come up with like each other's spirit animals or like what. Because you know how each person, sometimes you can like meet somebody and you're like, oh, they kind of remind me of an animal or they kind of like, do you know what I mean? Like their behaviors or whatever else. So they went around the campfire and yeah. everyone was like, oh, you're definitely this. You're definitely that. I can't remember what the animals are now, but they were like, you're definitely a bear and you're a fox and you're, you know, like certain things. And then it got to me and everyone looked at me and they were like, oh God, actually, Daniel, I'm not sure <laughs> what your spirit animal is. I can't, I can't pinpoint it right now. Why don't we, we're going to continue this road trip and we'll keep it in the back of our minds. And if something happens that triggers <laughs> a, um, a, a spirit animal, then we will know exactly what it is. And we'll, 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 we'll discuss it then. I was like, okay, cool. So we continued the road trip and this was probably like a week and a half later. And we got to this town. It was up North. It was in Whitehorse. Oh, it was in Yukon. It was called Whitehorse, the city. And they had a Starbucks there. And I was super excited because I hadn't had Starbucks for a while. And I'm obsessed with Starbucks in some ways. Um, or I was, at, <laughs> I was at the time. Not so much now. Um, 
And I was like, yes, I'm going to get my Starbucks. So I had my Starbucks. I had um, my Lululemon sweatpants, which are like, if those of you that don't know, they're like yoga pants um, that are really, really popular or they were popular. I think they're still popular, right? They are. They are still popular. Yeah. yeah. So I had my Lululemon sweatpants. I had my uh, Starbucks coffee in one hand. And we went back to the campsite and we were trying to set up the tent and everyone was doing stuff like collecting firewood, doing whatever else. And I was just stood there <laughs> drinking my coffee. And so I remember one of uh, my friend turned around and she was like, Daniel, are you going to help us? Like, what's going on? Like, because <laughs> I was just stood there with my coffee. I said, oh, don't worry. Like, I'll help you. But like, I just don't want to, I, I don't want to spill. I can't remember exactly what I said. I was like, oh, I want to finish my coffee first. And then she looked at me with my Lululemon sweatpants and my Starbucks coffee. And at that moment she was like, oh. <gasps> I know what your spirit animal is. And I was like, <laughs> what's my spirit animal? She's like, you're a 16 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally the rest of the trip, anytime I did something remotely like, you know, ditzy or like kind of like, you know, something like basic. Yeah. Basic, basically anything basic. They would be like, yep, this is da- Daniel. You're just, you know, reemphasizing your spirit, your spirit animals coming out to play today. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny and because it, when you told me that immediately, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently my spirit animal is a 16 year old girl. So I'm a 16 year old girl trapped in a 31 year old man's <laughs> body. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, but did you leave out the detail that it was a pumpkin spice latte that you were drinking? It or was, was it not a pumpkin latte. spice latte? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which makes it even worse. Oh my god, the fact that you're like I'm obsessed with Starbucks. Oh, love it so much. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I used to be. But, but you know, I'm not so much yes, anymore. Yes, you became less basic thanks to Europe. I this is true actually. Europe's changed me because before I moved to especially before yeah. I moved to London, I was always like, "Oh, Starbucks, Starbucks." I would get it all the time when I was working Ugh. downtown. And then Such a basic bitch. Yeah, I was. Well, I still <laughs> kind of am. I'm not going to lie. Like I still am very basic. Um and then when I moved to London, it's like, I don't know, and being in Europe and like obviously like European coffee and like, you know, I don't know, having espressos and especially in places like Spain and Italy, they're just, there's no reason to go to Starbucks. And even when I was in London, there were so many other coffee shops that had better coffee that was cheaper. That was like, you know what I mean? I I don't think I ever went to, I think maybe I've gone to Starbucks a few times in the five years I was in London, like barely ever. Yeah. Cause there's just no need to. Do they even have Starbucks in Spain? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have oh, really? One. There's one. Uh, there is one because I see it on my walk to um, one of the schools. There's I've mm. only seen one. So there, the one thing I do yeah. like about it here is like there's and maybe this is just Murcia where I am. There's less chains like they still have a few chains like there's still Burger King and KFC and McDonald's here. But there's barely any like there's like a couple. But you like they're not like every street corner. Like, you know how in Calgary it's like you go around. There's like so many yeah it's basically all chains yeah i just don't like i don't get i mean i get i get chains but then i don't get them as well because like i would rather go somewhere else you know what i mean i don't know you used to be a starbucks fiend so, no, so i don't know is, oh you God, tell this, your old self that this is very true my old <laughs> self okay rose i'm a reformed addict starbucks addict uh, i'm such like an anti like i'm not anti starbucks don't get me wrong i yeah. do go to starbucks once in a while but usually like i avoid it like the plague if i if i can like mm. how do i say if there's another shop if there's another coffee shop that's yeah. like a like a just an independent coffee shop mm. i would rather go there yeah. than go to a starbucks um yeah yeah i mean i still I, I mean i still go to starbucks i will still go to starbucks when i'm in calgary or wherever else i will still go but again it's not going to be my first choice 
Yes. And it's like, especially when you're traveling, like mm. I hate when I'm traveling and then people are like, let's go to like Starbucks. And I'm like, there's like 50 other coffee shops yeah. that we could potentially try. Or let's, <laughs> let's go to McDonald's <laughs> you know? or something like this. It's like, uh, Oh my God. It's like, no, Honestly, we're, we're in this country. Like we're going to try the food that's here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I do remember distinctly when I was backpacking, it was like halfway through my trip, me and my friend, we got to this one city that did have a McDonald's. And I just remember us being like, cause we had been eating the local food this whole time. And you know, sometimes you just want a home comfort and I don't know why, but we were just like, we really would just <laughs> want to go to this McDonald's. And I remember I have a picture of my friend sitting there with like a, a happy, not a happy meal, like a whatever. And she was just like smiling. And I was like, it was just like, a, we didn't do it again. I don't think for the rest of the trip, it was just that one time, but like, we just wanted a kind of like familiarity of home, I guess. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. That, that happens for sure. And mm. like, I understand that as well. Yeah. So uh, obviously I'm not being like a complete snob of being like, you can never eat at any chain ever unless yeah. you're a basic bitch. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, like I just, yeah, when I travel, I like to try out like, you know, the local stuff exactly. for the most part. I think it's But an- sometimes I do miss like, you know, whatever comfort food. Exactly. I do think, and that's part of the fun of traveling is trying out the food. Like, cause some of the food in some countries is like amazing. Like, well, actually mm-hmm, in most countries, mm-hmm. they have some kind of dishes or something that you would never, never have tried before. So I think that's always fun. Um, exactly. Speaking of, but are you traveling anytime soon? Because you know, shit's hitting the fan over here. I was here. just about to speak about this. So get this. Mm-hmm. So me and one of my friends that lives here in, in Murthia, she's never been to London. So I was like, Oh, we should book a trip to London, blah, 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 blah. So we booked flights for the end of this month. We're like going there for like four days. And, uh, the thing is, is there's like, obviously everyone knows kind of now about this Corona coronavirus outbreak and whatever else. And Spain, I guess, some of the teachers had talked to my friend about this and like a lot of the teachers that were going to go to London on like a field trip or something or, or to Paris, I can't remember that's been canceled. Like people are freaking out and there were things they were I saying know. like we should have second thoughts about going to London because there's been a massive outbreak in the UK. But then apparently recently there's been an outbreak in Spain as well. So it's like everywhere. It's I know. Well, the thing is, I feel like it's impossible to contain this. Like it, well, it's ex- going to spread. Exactly. This is the thing that's so... I don't know. This is the thing that's so difficult, especially now, because of how, like, global and international, like, we are as a... Yeah. As a... As a... Wor- as a people or whatever. What am I trying to say? It's like people travel all the time, right? So it's like trying to control something is going to be... Especially the thing with the coronavirus, I think that's the most scary is that it's so easily transmitted. I think that's what I remember reading is like... Yeah. It's like... Because it's, yeah. it's easily transmitted from one person to the other, basically. And some of the other viruses yeah. weren't as easy to transmit. But then they say it's it's from like um like it's from your like fluids, right? Mm. So like if you cough and like um or you touch your face or something. Yeah. I'm like is that that easy? Like if I'm standing next to you. Yeah. And I'm not like kissing you or touching you, like can you still get that? Like yeah. if I have corona. But this is the thing that we have to remember when you cough and stuff. For example, when you cough, you release microparticles into the air, right? So yeah. you're, uh, as soon as you do that, you're releasing these microparticles. And even though you might not see them, if you're even if you're in that vicinity of like maybe a room with somebody, you're going to breathe in those microparticles. And if they contain, you know, parts oh of the God. virus, then you're going to get the virus. Oh, God damn. I mean, okay, here's another thing. Mm. So, um, oh, no, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I have but, something I can add in until you find your until yeah. you get it back on your train. Um, okay, you go, you go. <laughs> uh, 
one thing I've thought was really kind of like sad that's happened about this virus. Well, one, I mean, the virus is sad to begin with because obviously people are dying. It's scary. You know, all this stuff's happening. Um, and the thing is, is with, with this virus, as with most viruses, generally like, you know, at this age that I am, I mean, obviously I don't want to get it, but I'm not as fearful as let's say, you know, young people or older people, because that's generally who is going to be impacted and potentially die from this or people with really weak immune systems. Cause generally if like, if someone like me or you knock on wood were to get it, um, likely we would, we might get a bit sick, maybe even get pneumonia, which would suck, but we would come back on the other side. You know what I mean? Like we would be Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but one of the things that, another thing that's really sad about this virus is that it sparked, um, I don't know if you saw recently, but it's been sparking some things of racism, um, in some countries because, because it's been kind of for whatever reason, well, because it it was, it's came out of China, basically this, this virus apparently, um, they're like branding it that like Asian people have this virus. And like, I remember, was it you, was it you that sent me the picture of that guy that got beat up? Yeah. I, I posted it on Insta story. That's probably where you saw it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. This guy in London got just randomly beat up because some like probably a bunch of teenage hooligans were like, um, you know, saying something about how he has coronavirus and like a lot of Asians, that's the thing. It's like a lot of these micro like racist things are happening where people are just kind of like seeing an Asian and being like Mm. avoiding them or saying Corona in front of them. And, but this guy, like, I guess he, somebody said that to him and then maybe he likes, I can't remember what exactly, but he probably maybe stared at them back or said something back. And then they started like beating him up. That's crazy. And basically being like, go back to your country. And it's like, oh, come on. We're like, in, really? Like, what the hell? The thing is, it's crazy. It's like, it's a virus. It's not a person. It's not like a certain, yeah. like, it's so stupid. Like, we're all, uh, people just drive me crazy. They really do. Because like, oh my God, seriously. Yeah, like, go back to your country. It's like, um, excuse me. I'm as much like I... This is my, I have this passport. I have this, you know, I'm a citizen here. What are you talking about? This is my country. Like, yeah. Oh, go back. And even if it wasn't like, there are so many people that there are so many Asian people in this world. I think yeah. there's like, I Googled this the other day. I think there's like 1.7 billion East Asian people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Imagine if we all had the fucking virus, like really <laughs> 1.7 billion people in this world yeah. that are East Asian. And you are saying that we all have the fucking virus. Like, please I stop. Know. It's so stupid. And when I actually, I also experienced a little bit of that when I was, um, in, so I did that tour Mm -hmm. to, uh, to the West bank and stuff. And one of the tours we got off at like, a in, in, in Palestine somewhere. And I remember again, I didn't take any offense to this because I think, Mm. I think a lot of it is just misinformation and, um, a little bit of ignorance and stuff. But I remember like these little kids like stared, like pointed to our tour group and was like, Corona. (laughs) And like, and even these, like not just kids, that was the kids. So kids, I can kind of be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Although like, you know, we should still educate kids that, you know, it's not, Okay. Uh, it's not because we're Asian, but yeah. anyway, um, and there there was another like car of like adults, like dudes, like men that just like drove by and like said the same thing. They were like Corona or something, and I and at first I looked at my tour guys like oh, and he was like oh no no no, they're just saying that because you're tourists, not because you're Asian. I was like I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's because I'm Asian. Yeah, you're like mm, I have it was an me inclining. and another girl that was Asian. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. So it's like, excuse me. Um, but anyway, 
I, mm. that was just one little experience. But other than that, like, um, most people were fine, obviously. Yeah. Like, most people weren't, like, you're, you know. It's just, like, a few people that exactly. are so ignorant. Well, it's a few, it's a few <sighs> people know. that ruin it for the rest, though. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing is, like, you know, you have these, yeah. you know, extremists or people that are, you know, uneducated. And it's just, like, I'm so sorry. Like, how stupid are you to think that, you know, just because of a race of person, they have a disease? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know. It's, it's like... I think that's it's so dumb. I know it's like human stupidity at its finest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what the, f- yeah. What like the I realize I realize it came from China. I yeah. get that. But it's like, obviously, you know, there, there are controls in place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody flew from freaking Wuhan, China to somewhere, they're going to be quarantined. Yeah. Like, and you should be quarantining yourself. Like yeah. if you are flying from that area. Yeah. So it's not just com- like, it's just, yeah, it's stupid. Oh my Plus, God. I haven't I, been to Asia in, since, like, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, a funny story about uh, this whole situation. So, one of the, t- yeah. one of the other... I'm, like, an, a, considered an auxiliary. So, one of the other people on the program that teaches at my school, um, mm-hmm. she got really, really sick one week and had to go to the hospital because she was, like, having some problems and stuff. And they put her... Like, I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. But basically, some people went to visit her, <laughs> some of the other people that are on this program with me. And they get to her room mm-hmm. and literally all of the, all the rooms in the hospital were like normal rooms. But obviously like all of us people that are on this program, were all international. So like they probably like, again, we're, we're international people. So maybe we're higher at risk or something to them. And you get up to her room and on her room, there's like a big thing on the door with like an X or something. And then there was like a little, con- like um, a little tray of like things to put on like masks and gloves and all this stuff. So everyone had to put like masks and gloves on just to enter her, her room. And she didn't have just her room, just her room. No, was it no one else's room, room oh. just her room. <laughs> Is she Asian? <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was from the, she's from the U S but like, yeah, I just thought that was like, it was just crazy. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But what, what did she have? Was it highly contagious? No, I mean, they, they didn't even know hundred percent what she had. So maybe that was a precaution, I oh. guess. But like afterwards they sent her home after like two days or something and she was fine. Like, I think she just had like, bronchitis or some you know something to yeah. you know but they I guess they freaked out obviously with all this stuff going on and then I remember yeah. all the teachers as well at the school were like oh my god I hope she doesn't have coronavirus honestly people are freaking out yeah. and even when I got sick because I got sick on the trip yeah and like my first symptom was just like um a stuffy nose yeah and I remember like Cause you know, I was, again, I was like super jet lagged. Like I barely slept in the night and then I had to go and like do stuff in the day and I was so exhausted. So that's how I, you know, got sick. But then I remember like the day after I like started feeling sick, I, my dad called me and he was like, why do you sound so stuffy? And I was like, oh, I got a cold. He's like, oh my God, you can't get a cold. Have you not heard about this Corona? Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And he like freaked out. And apparently actually like just a few days before a bunch of like Korean tourists were in Israel and then they got flown back to when they flew back to Korea a mm. bunch of them ended up having coronavirus so then people started freaking out and then Israel um, decided to like ban any travelers from Korea so there's a little bit of like a little bit of conflict I think oh god because <clears throat> like I think they turned back a flight so there was another flight of Korean tourists coming into um, Israel into Israel and then they basically were like no you can't you can't come in. <laughs> That's crazy. The, th- the crazy thing is, again, oh God. I get that these countries are trying to take these precautions, but at the end of the day, that's not going to stop the, the virus from spreading. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, it might it's slow crazy. it in some ways, but like, it, 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 I, you, you can't just ban travel to places. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you can, but. 
Yeah. What's going to happen though? Like how, like, are they coming up with a vaccine? Like what is happening? Because how, be. how long can we do this thing for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that like, um, I think honestly, like I do think that they're, that they're, they're doing research or something into a vaccine or doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. There must be. I'm, but I'm it's sure. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, but do you think, and you know what happened in Korea? What? <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, I can, I can see why I do see why people are banning, you know, the countries where it is, you know, very widely spread Yeah. because, um, oh yeah. So basically what happened is I guess, um, oh God, it's so annoying. So the reason why, cause you know how Korea is like one of the really high, you know, uh, you know, contaminate highly contaminated countries the reason why is because there was this giant massive like cult like church apparently mm. that um basically like a bunch of people like i think hundreds of people got it from that church oh god because I don't know exactly, but I heard that one of the things that they require you to do is like still come in, even if you're feeling sick. So it's very cult like. Oh God. So like, yeah. So it spread like crazy from that church, and yeah, that's crazy, and that's how it started. Okay. okay anyway, let's, All right, let's we're having some technical difficulties today, oh. <laughs> as usual. Okay. As usual. <laughs> Gosh, I can't wait to be in Calgary and we can record together and it's going to be so much easier. I know. Oh. And then you're going to leave me again. So don't no, leave me, Dad. Sure. That's not for sure, Roses, okay? God damn. I'm excited to go out in Calgary with you and drink. And oh my God. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait till you get back. Yay. Anyway, okay. um, well, apparently traveling is a bad idea because of all of this crazy nonsense. Um, yeah. But you know, apparently, okay, don't quote me on this, but I heard that people below the age of like 50, the risk of fatality is like 0.5% or something very little. So, and even, yeah. even if like, I think overall, like, I think it's only like 2% or something, which I know is still like, you know, it's still, it's still a big deal, especially if a lot of people get it. It's still a significant yeah. number. And, and I know that even now, like significant number of people have died. But yeah. again, like perspective, the flu is still yeah. very dangerous. So it's like all of a sudden yeah. we're freaking out. And I don't know. And people are also, I did know. you hear that grocery stores are being like wiped out of all the good, all the stuff? Are you serious? Have you not heard about That's this? That's crazy. No, not at all. I didn't hear any of this stuff. Oh my God. I've heard that like people are just going into grocery stores, buying so much like toilet paper and like food and all this shit because they're like freaking yeah. out. It's like the apocalypse. Like, oh God. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is like, you do have to have some perspective. Like, I don't know any stats, so I can't, I'm not really educated or not educated enough to comment exactly on this. But again, it's like, you know, the common flu is, you know, a lot of people die from that as well. Like I think more people die from the common flu every year, probably than this new coronavirus. So mm -hmm. it's just kind of like putting that into perspective and it is unfortunate, but like I said before in this podcast, the people that are more at risk are those over the age of like 50, 55 and those under the age of probably like 10, mm -hmm. you know? So that's where it's a bit more scary, I think. But like for people around our age, like I, I mean, obviously we should still be mindful, but yeah. I don't think it's such, such a big, as I big know. a deal, you know? I know it's crazy, so, but yeah, yeah, stay safe guys. Apparently the best thing to do is yeah. wash your hands very thoroughly, uh, often, and yeah. also try not to touch your face. Although that's very difficult. 
It's so hard. I always, I'm always touching my face. Oh my God. Me too. Especially though, like like, around your, like around your nose, eyes, mouth. Apparently that's how you get like the, you get the disease. That's how you get the disease. God damn, that'd be scary as all hail, Rose. Yeah, I was freaking out. I thought I had corona. Oh, God, I'm (laughs) sure you did. No, you just have to remember, Rose, that you always get sick when you travel. So I know, know, but you know, like amidst this whole thing, I was like freaking out. Yeah, (laughs) I probably would too, though. I'd probably be like, actually, to be be fair, the other day I had a bit of a sore throat. I didn't get sick, but I had like, you know when you feel like you're about to get sick? Yeah. So I felt like I was about to get sick and I was like, oh, God, please don't be the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) A part of me wants to get it just to like get it over with, you know? Oh God. And then you'd be immune. But apparently not. I heard that people that have gotten it gotten better and they got it again. Oh God. Oh God. I, that's horrible. Could you imagine? Is this the end like, of the yes. world? I got a t-shirt that said, I, su- I survived the coronavirus and then you get sick with it again. Oh my God. I mean, we shouldn't laugh, but like, gosh, that would suck. Yeah, that would really suck. And like, also imagine, you know how we're like saying, oh yeah, if you're under 50, you know, the chance of dying is like, you know, 0.5%. Imagine if you were the 0.5%. No, no, exactly. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. And then. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll you'll be all good. No, I I think that's why their people are scared. But again, when it's like such a small um, percentage, obviously it can happen, but it's like you have higher chances of other stuff happening to you, like maybe getting hit by a car or something. I don't know. Oh, 100%. Know? And yeah. I actually think that um, I I watched this video where people were comparing like the, like what's happening in China, like the deaths and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. because a lot of people die from like traffic accidents in China, this whole coronavirus has like decreased the amount of traffic, you know, on the road so at the end of the day you might actually be saving more lives by this whole like crazy coronavirus Uh, obviously it still sucks either way like not saying coronavirus is good but like it's interesting if you put that into perspective as well Mm. and it shows how much like we're so scared of certain things but we're not scared of certain things like traffic and car accidents which are extremely extremely prevalent yeah Exactly. Well, this yeah. is, this is, it's, it's an interesting where something like this puts a highlight as to where people's fears are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're right. Like everyone still gets behind the wheel and like all of this, and there is a high chance of risk of getting into accidents. And one thing that's interesting that I think about the coronavirus recently is so one of our, one of our friends um, that lives in the UK messaged me, Christelle, and was like, oh, you know, we're out of the work. We're, you know, her office got shut down really? for like a day or two. Yeah. And like p- places in London are being shut down and like it's having an impact economically. Right. <clears throat> on on countries because of this like reduced you know people having panics shutting down offices yeah, huge so obviously economic increase impact or decrease pro- exactly and it's going to decrease productivity but it's funny because i mentioned to christelle we were like texting about this and i was like well i hope that like well not that i hope but like with the uk with the brexit brexit going on and everything else is it's easy for them to flip the finger to say you know let's say there's a big economic impact from the coronavirus but they could say you know, it's from the coronavirus, not from Brexit. Do you know what I mean? They could they could scapegoat mm. and see either one that they wanted to, which I think is kind of which I know politicians will do. They'll mm. be like they'll pick which one, whichever one's more favorable for them in an election term. That's and true. Like, oh, the economic impact was definitely from the coronavirus and not from Brexit. Brexit has been in the best interest of the British people. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's that. true. And it would be hard to measure too because of what's exactly. happening with the coronavirus. So it's 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 because it's impacting global economies and it's hard to to really mm-hmm. pinpoint. Okay, because because global economies are so intricate and complex, it's hard to say what's actually the culprit of causing you know decreased GDP and productivity yeah. and whatever else. So, it's true. It's very for, hard to that, measure. That, yeah, I think that's for another podcast, isn't it? For another episode. Uh, another episode. Yes. 
And, you know, it's good. I was just saying to my parents, I'm like, it's good that we live in Canada because there's so much space here. I feel like, you mm. know, if I'm going to be safe from this kind of craziness, uh, I might want to stay in Canada, you know, no, because uh, where I mean, knock on wood, like where I live right now. There hasn't been any known cases. And also another thing to mention is um, just mm. because, you know, whatever is being reported is not necessarily like, you know, accurate, because what I'm yeah. saying is certain countries have different uh, standards and different rules when it comes to testing for this virus. So yeah. I, I heard that in Korea, for example, the they are testing everybody. They have the tests going on. Like apparently they have like a drive through situation where you can just oh like, yeah, like, of course, the Korean people, they got the technology going. They want and not only but not only do they have the technology going, but you know, Rose, the Koreans, they want to be as efficient as hell. So of course they have a drive through test exactly. to get everyone <laughs> in and out as fast as possible. Yeah. If there's one place where they're gonna do a drive through coronavirus test, it's gonna be South <laughs> yes. Korea. Okay. So Yeah. Oh, so they're testing so many people, which is why the numbers are going up and up and up and of it's course. like and the numbers are going crazy. Whereas certain parts of the world they're not testing, testing everybody. Like so we don't yes. know the actual numbers here. So for example, in the, yeah. And like in the United States, for example, because they have private health insurance or health, um, healthcare, I heard that it costs like, I don't know, three, $400 to test for the coronavirus. So who's going to be testing for the coronavirus? Like well, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and have a test because I feel a little bit sick. So we don't know the actual numbers. We don't know mm. the extent of which it's spread. Some countries, the numbers might be like, higher than other countries just because they're testing more. Exactly. It's like, that. it's like, <clears throat> it's interesting. It's like that whole argument about, like, I remember in one of my classes in, in uni, there was an argument about how quite in some places an increase. And this is the same thing about like the increased number of testing. They were like, in some places, if you increase the number of police officers, the crime rate actually goes up in that city. And it's not because that there's more crime. It's just because that there's more police officers to arrest the criminals. Exactly. So it appears to be going up. So it's the same thing. It's like if these countries are like testing prolific, prol prolifically and setting up, you know, drive through tests and all this kind of <laughs> stuff, like, you know, of course their number is going to be overinflated than other countries that might have just as many people, but mm -hmm. if they're just not testing as, as prolifically. And you're right. Like, I'm sorry, but if I lived in the States and I had to pay $300 for a test and I had a little cold, I'm not getting tested. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out. <laughs> exactly. Probably, maybe I might be the best thing, but you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to pay, pay three, $400 for that. Yeah, exactly. So we so, don't know. There, there might yeah. be thousands of people walking around the United States of America with the goddamn coronavirus. We don't know, Daniels. Yeah, this is true. There could be people walking around the, the whole goddamn world, roses, with yep. the coronavirus. They, they be giving that exactly. corona to everyone, so, and I'm not meaning the beer. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if the corona beer company is having any Im economic impact. impact. <gasps> I wonder. Oh, my God. The people are like, Let I don't want to Google this. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wonder if it is. Why I do know, they call it the coronavirus? I have no idea. That's another thing. I was like, why I would they be name it so after annoyed. one of my favorite beers? Yeah, I would be. Oh, no, I think it's because it, it means. Does it mean crown or something? No. I'm not sure. Meaning <laughs> of Corona. There must be a reason why. Um, let's see. A part of the body resembling or likened to a crown. A rarefied yeah. gaseous envelope of the sun. What? Okay. Anyway, not important. Yeah. Um, let me know. search Corona sales. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it has been impacted though. That would be so funny. I don't know. Corona beer. Hold on. Um, 
I'm just going to Google oh, okay. Corona. It says, it says this. Corona beer maker says U.S. sales remain strong despite virus outbreak. So maybe people aren't so crazy. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but like that sucks. Like I would it, not I, be I just, happy if I were the CEO of Corona beers. Of course. It's like a brand reputation and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I have this article here. I just pulled up randomly from Marketing yeah. Week. It says Co- coronavirus won't hurt Corona. It will actually help boost sales. Why do you think? Why sure. does it say? I don't know. I should read more about this. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm going to do some research. You, you, you're going to do some research? Oh, God damn. Yeah. But, but anyway, apparently the beer company, to all of those listening, the beer company has not been in, has not been greatly impacted. So, you know, please be kind and buy yourself a Corona. <laughs> uh, this, okay. CNN tweeted this though. 38% of Americans yeah. wouldn't buy Corona beer under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. Are Is this a joke? Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that yet, sounds sales stupid. Sales have been impacted, so yeah. I don't know. God, we should have we should have done this episode Dang. with a Corona beer in our hands. That would have been so great. Oh my God, we should have. I know, but it's funny. it's but early in the morning here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you well it hasn't stopped you before, Rose. Um, <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Oh, I can't remember. I think anyway. we're we're uh, have we reached the time? Have we reached I the time so. of the end? We've reached the end, Rose. It's time to go. <laughs> oh, goddamn, Daniel. Is that be sad? I know I'd be sad, too. Do you want to... Who gave the vegan nugget last time? Was it you or me? Oh, my God. I forgot about the vegan nugget. Um, You know what? You can give a vegan nugget, Daniel. Do you know of it? Do you have a vegan oh, nugget? No. You put me on the spot here, and I actually haven't thought of one. Let me think here. Because I was going to say, maybe you could like give one from like uh, your vegan eats in Israel. Oh my God. You know, there's so many vegan stuff in Israel that I, mm. oh, I do what miss your the favorite? food. Oh my God. I miss that the sushi food. sushi looked amazing. Oh my God. I know. That's so funny how I went to eat sushi in Israel. Um, they had this yeah. like vegan sushi place mm-hmm. and I ate there. Did I eat there twice? I should have eaten there three times. I ate there twice and it was so yeah. good. Um, hundred yeah. percent vegan. And the presentation was just so nice. You know, it was just beautiful and it was yeah. delicious as well. Um, but I had so much hummus. The hummus there, the way that they eat hummus over there mm. is like, it's, you know, like in, I don't know how about you, but like when you eat hummus, you just like dip it with vegetables or like, you know, it's like a, yeah. you know, it's a nice dip. Whereas there it's like hummus yeah. is kind of like, you know, almost the main thing where like they just dip like crazy with a pita bread. They're just like, Mah! And they eat like a giant bowl of hummus. And they also have this way of, it's so good. And the way of eating the hummus, Mm. I actually miss this. They take like raw onion and they use that as like a, kind of like a A pita. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird, but I tried it and it was actually so good. Mm. Well, Rose, we can recreate it in Calgary if you want. When I'm there, we can, we can make a big batch of hummus Yes. And we can eat it with on- with raw onions. I'll, ma- I'll make some delicious, authentic hummus. I actually have, they gifted me this book. It's like The Road to Hummus or something. And it like tells you like the history Ooh. of hummus. Because I always wondered, yeah. like, I think it came from Egypt originally. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, there's like hummus recipes in there and stuff. So mm. we can make some hummus. Ooh, I'm down. I'm so down. Yes. Um, I don't have any. Oh, okay. Here's my vegan nugget. Go try some like authentic hummus, some creamy. I don't want to say Israeli Ooh. because that's going to be controversial. Um, 
just yeah. <laughs> creamy, authentic just, Middle Eastern hummus. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that sounds sounds like a treat because this hummus is like, oh, hummus is just so good. I it love, is so I'm good. Like, I'm an addict. I'm, an, I'm a hummus addict. I'm, you know, I I can never be one of those people that buys the tub of hummus and doesn't eat the whole thing in one <laughs> sitting. So I tried to You should have met me in Israel. I know. I wanted hummus to. Hummus was but so good. I know. If the flights were a little bit cheaper, I would have. But it was just yeah. like, well, and also... Also, my school guy couldn't get the time off, so mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, eh, but I'll be seeing you soon, very soon. I know, but you know, meeting in Israel would have been epic. Just putting that out there. I know, I know. Don't rub, don't let, don't rub it in my face, Rose. Okay, mm-hmm. emotional as hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and I also I forgot to talk. What What else did I do on my trip? I also went to the Dead Sea. Ooh, oh yeah, I that saw was really that. cool. Apparently, when it is did, the like, lowest. The stuff. Yes, it is the lowest part of this Earth. So I went to the lowest part of this planet Earth, and the really? Dead Sea. Yeah, I did not know this. And the Dead Sea is how basically is it the yeah, lowest, like though? I don't really know how it works, but it's the lowest part of the Earth. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like a little sign when you get there. It's like lowest yeah. point on Earth. And they have a bar there as well. And it's called the lowest bar on earth or something like that. Uh, and, okay. and basically like nothing can live. The reason why it's like the dead sea is because it's so salty that like no like living thing can live in there, I think. Yeah. And, but it's hard to swim mm-hmm. in like to go under the water and stuff. Cause you just float. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like, you're not technically, apparently you can't swim in there because it's so salty, mm. uh, but you can yeah. float really easily. So you just lay there and you float. And I think it's dangerous mm. if you try to swim. Really? I think so. Getting underwater. Yeah. Well, it's not dangerous to get underwater, but it's dangerous if you try to swim, I think. Mm. Actually, I don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I floated and I put some mud on my face. The the minerals from the Dead Sea are supposed to be very good for your skin. So Mm -hmm. very nice. Well, your skin is glowing and radiant today, Rose. So it's done the trick. (laughs) You look a bit tan too, to be honest. I think it's the lighting, Daniels. Oh, God damn. Well, you have that angelic light behind you. Oh, God so you damn, know, the from the windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Anyways, um, that was not a... Did I give a vegan nugget? What did I say? Yeah. Try some, uh, Try authentic, some authentic hummus. hummus. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Make yourself so some delicious nugget. hummus and yeah. eat it with some onion. Some raw mm-hmm. onion. Some raw onion. It'd be delicious as hell. God damn. Well, All right, you guys. As that's always, it. Thank, that's <laughs> it. That is the end. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this concludes another episode of the Savage Podcast. Um, be sure to check us out on social media, Instagram, the Savage Podcast. Um, also on YouTube at the Savage Podcast. Um, and if you liked this and want to get episodes a week early or want some exclusive juicy content, um, be sure to check us out on patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. Make sure you give us a little rating. Give us a little like Mm -hmm. wherever you are. And um, don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family. Okay. And if you're quarantined, you can listen. You can binge listen to all of our podcast (laughs) episodes. (laughs) I should not joke about this, but. Yeah. Goddamn. Mm -hmm. Anyways. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 